0: America, the single-opinion cult. Narrowing permitted ideas on both left and right, one unsuitable voice at a time. Not long ago, I was writing in defense of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. When she first entered Congress as an inner-city 20-something who'd knock off longtime insider Joe Crowley with a Sandersian policy profile, her own party's establishment ridiculed her as a lefty Trump. Nancy Pelosi scoffed that her win just meant voters made a choice in one district, so let's not get carried away. Ben Ritz, director of the Progressive Policy Institute, an offshoot of the old Democratic Leadership Council, groused. Oh please, she just promised everyone a bunch of free stuff. This was before AOC decided to be the next Pelosi, instead of the next Sanders. Having shed the mantle of an outsider who shook the old guard with online savvy, she appeared in soft light for a softball interview. A literal Biden official, Inside with Jen Psaki is as close as you can get to a formal dissolution of the line between White House and media. In it, she seemed to argue for the outlaw of Fox News. We have very real issues with what is permissible on air, she said. Adding people like Tucker Carlson are very clearly guilty of incitement to violence, a problem in light of federal regulation in terms of what's allowed on air and what isn't. I was attracted to liberalism as a young person, precisely because it didn't want to ban things. Every liberal morality play in the 70s, 80s, and 90s featured a finger-wagging moralist who couldn't stomach an obscene joke, Jerry Falwell over a Hustler parody, obscene art, Cincinnati's contemporary art center over Robert Mapplethorpe's photos, objectionable music, Tipper Gore in the now-seems-tame record-labeling Führer, or unpredictable humor, NBC in its attempt to put Richard Pryor on tape delay for Saturday Night Live. Prior's favored writer, Paul Mooney, objected so much to all the hoops they had to jump through to be allowed on air, he ended up writing a parody job interview skit that sent SNL's ratings soaring, though ironically, it would probably never air today. Hollywood made self-congratulating feature films about nearly every one of those speech clashes. From The People vs. Larry Flint to Dirty Pictures, starring James Woods about the Cincinnati episode, to Parental Advisory, The movie Field of Dreams features Ray Kinsella's wife, Annie, telling off irate mother in a school library debate about banning writer Terrence Mann, with Annie saying after, fascist, I'd like to ease her pain. The actual book Shoeless Joe featured J.D. Salinger, one of America's most censored authors. From To Kill a Mockingbird to Dead Man Walking, liberalism celebrated the belief that truth, tolerance, and forgiveness are the way to reach closed minds. I mentioned this before, But Rob Reiner's The American President, a naked hagiography of Clintonian politics, came to a climax with President Andrew Shepard defending his flag-burning girlfriend's honor, saying, You want free speech? Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating, at the top of his lungs, that which you would spend a lifetime opposing. That scene, which sounds like it should apply to any Democrat thinking about someone like Carlson, would become ironic later. Back to AOC and Fox. Like so many other things in America, the marketplace of ideas is no longer a market. Voices with organic appeal are artificially restricted. Watching approved news these days is like watching scab baseball. You know most of the players the crowds really want to see aren't even in the dugout. By no means is this phenomenon confined to the right. As far back as the spring of 2017, when Google introduced Project Owl, a new tool designed to surface more authoritative content, Outlets like the World Socialist website, Alternet, Truthdig, Democracy Now!, and Consortium News reported dramatic drops in audience. WikiLeaks traffic plummeted. That site's content is extremely difficult to access for a variety of reasons now. Years later, the Wall Street Journal reported that Google employed maintainers to tend to an anti-misinformation blacklist to prevent sites from appearing in Google News and other products. The next big event was the removal of Alex Jones from Apple, Facebook, Twitter, and Spotify. No fan of Jones, I was struck by how quickly critics moved to looking around for the next targets. Rob Reiner, the acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, O said on NBC You have Fox, Breitbart, Sinclair, and Alex Jones, which has now been taken off Facebook, thank God. Senator Chris Murphy said Jones was just the tip of a giant iceberg, and companies must do more to take down one website. Apple CEO Tim Cook insisted the Jones episode was not coordinated with other firms, saying, I've had no conversation, and to my knowledge, no one at Apple has. Later stories like the Apple-Amazon squeeze of Parlor ended the ruse that the major distribution platforms were not working together to create private... Thanks for listening to the free version of this article. To hear the full version, and for more articles and content, please subscribe at www.racket.news.